Good morning, all you peahens and peacocks. It's the 11th of January. You've made it to Jason in the Morning on AM 1321. I'm Jason. I'm your host. I'm going to take you through a couple stories today. We try to get you through them. Some of the topics in the last 24 hours and to you in under 15 minutes. All right. We'll be right back after Webster's Wheel gets us kicked off. I wake up in the morning, don't even hit the snooze. Jump right out of bed to get that 15 minute news. It's Jason in the morning, it's Jason in the morning. AM Good morning, welcome back. And if it's your first time listening to us, we call all of you beautiful peahens and peacocks. You've all got your feathers, you're ready to shine, you're ready to let them flourish. If you wanna fly and if you do, you do. And if you don't, you don't. Just stand there and look pretty, there you go. All right, in your first story this morning, hot off the presses, coverage by Daniel Victor and Jenny Gross. Look, everyone was poo-pooing on Southwest's parade over the new year and holiday season for missed flights, messed up technology. Well, here's one for you. All U.S. domestic flights have been grounded this morning until nine o'clock, until 0900 this morning Eastern because of a uh, mess up in the FAA's uh, computer system. They've grounded them. Lots of flights coming into the country were canceled uh, earlier as well. Uh, and basically they said, hey, uh, this is to quote, allow the agency to validate the integrity of flight and safety information, according to the FAA. So this was spread across the country. Uh, they said it impacts all the airlines uh, and not just one. Uh, this one's interesting, right? Because again, what we talked about was, was the Southwest thing, was that really, you know, just Southwest doing or was it everyone bullying or ganging up on southwest because they were you know the more liked airline but either way they're saying hopefully that will get back online uh, by this afternoon if not late morning story out of the associated press by zeke miller this one's been bubbling uh, for probably the last 48 hours instead of the last 24 uh, but we just kind of let it mellow let it marinate a little but what the dealio is here is that there were quote-unquote classified documents that were found in Biden's one of Biden's old offices uh, when he was a vice president. Evidently, they found them in November, but they're just releasing the statements now. So he's like, ah, I don't know. I, I guess I guess there were documents somewhere, and maybe, but I don't remember what they were, and I surely didn't bring them there. Uh, they went to the National Archives. Not a lot of information about what the documents contained uh, but President Biden says I quote I was briefed about this discovery and surprised to learn that there are any government records that were taken to that office so uh, I think it's interesting right that one that they discovered this back you know in the fall but maybe not surprising because that would have been huge fodder for Republicans, especially when they were beating uh, up, you know, Trump on his records, 
uh, Democrats are saying, well, this is different, this is a work office, and he, as soon as they were discovered, they were turned in versus having to lead a raid. But the other thing here is, and going back to what we talked about in the summer, is the way that the government works in the United States, that uh, there is a classification level, right, for unclassified documents. And so it's called controlled unclassified information. So I don't know if this is what that was or if this is something else, but the case is just the same that, well, technically speaking, I, I suppose it is, and technically speaking, that stuff should probably be locked up. I don't know. But this is like many things. We, we may not get the complete and full story uh, on some of these pieces and, and really know what's going on, or if it's just uh, kind of look at left hand and, and what's right hand doing on this one. Uh, so uh, Republicans, of course, are leading the charge on this one, uh, talking to the Director of National Intelligence, uh, trying to see, like, hey, is there a potential violation of laws in this one? Perhaps, perhaps not, but, you know, I don't know. I think it's just a, a slow middle of the week here. Or maybe it's distracting from the other, I think, now three-point-something billion that additional dollars going to Ukraine. Not sure. All right, you think about that. Let it mellow there in the mind burrow. We'll be right back after this break. All right, we're going to stay with a the theme of the U.S. government and Department of Defense. This was a huge one. As we talked about last month in December, where they were holding up the spending bill because they wanted to get rid of the COVID vaccination mandate for their forces. Coverage by Lolita Baldor uh, out of uh, the Associated Press. Uh, so according to the defense bill that was passed last month, they had a set time frame, I believe it was 60 days, according to NDAA, to get some action going with the COVID vaccine. Uh, Secretary of Defense Austin said, quote, the department will continue to promote and encourage COVID-19 vaccination for all service members. Vaccination enhances operational readiness and protects the force. Uh, but what they're doing is they're, you know, now there's a lot of people, eh, I mean, they say a lot of people, I think the numbers, is only 8,400. That's not a lot uh, if you consider the amount of people that are in the U.S. military. Um, that's, that's not a lot of people that have been, you know, kind of affected uh, by it, but they're looking to turn over if they had different uh, discharges uh, for them. Uh, they're stopping any further prosecution or forcing people to ask for waivers uh, to uh, not get the shot. But then, in the same breath, he says, well, look, all other vaccinations are still mandatory. I don't, you know, politics, everything else aside, shots, vaccinations, however you feel about these things, I don't get it, right? <laughs> why, why is one, you know, just because one's been around longer, um, it's more mandatory than the other? I, I don't know. I, I think the hesitation in, in the mind burrow on this one is where there is science, where there is proof, where there are things... And, and it's not even about that. I, I think, you know, and this is one where I've, I've had a conversation with other people too, you know, in discussing their time working with government, their time having been in the military, right? And that, that is one of the things about being in the military that, you know, uh, if, if you ask a Marine, good order and discipline and uh, what they talk about is, you know, it is the one place where, you know, you just kind of do what you're told. And here's a case where people are like, no, we're not. 
Um, and, and maybe that's a positive, maybe not, but that's for you to soak up in the mind burrow. Last one is a good news story. Brian Truitt providing the coverage from the Golden Globes last night. Uh, the first award of the night goes to Kehu Kwan. Uh, you may not know his name off the top of your head, but you definitely know who he is. He won the Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor for the movie Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. If you haven't seen this movie, man, this is a whirlwind tour for sure. Um, he thanked Steven Spielberg, who cast him as the kid in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Uh, then, uh, you 80s kids, you'll know him from, um, I think it was Data or what, not Data, what, yeah, that's what they called him. Uh, anyway, the kid with all the gadgets in uh, the Goonies. Uh, and so he was very pleased and um, he said, quote, uh, two guys remembered that a kid, that kid and gave me a chance to do it again. He said he was worried that, you know, he didn't know that he could overcome what he did as a kid as an adult and be an actor again. So uh, I felt it was very good for people to take him seriously. And look, now he's got a Golden Globe. So congratulations to him and all the other winners. Uh, we just saw coming across here was uh, passed to me that the ground uh, stoppage, everything has been lifted, so it looks like the flights are getting underway. All right, in hockey, Carolina Hurricanes went on a hot streak, and they uh, they have on they're on their third loss in a row. It looks like against the Devils last night, five to three, Kraken over the Sabers, four to three, Kraken have been on a win streak here of late. Rangers over the Wild, Penguins over the Canucks, five to four. Uh, <coughs> yesterday's uh, game, Wrexham uh, winning uh, over, uh, let's see, doo -doo 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 -doo. Uh, well, we'll get back to Wrexham, uh, we're pretty sure they won, uh, Newcastle 2-0 over Leicester in the Carabao Cup, Man United over Charlton, uh, not a lot of basketball action, Texas women did upset Kansas 72-59. Uh, today you have La Liga, the Celta Vigo, and Villarreal. You also have Real Madrid and hosting Valencia. Uh, there was supposed to be a game today, Wrexham at Chesterfield, or hosting Chesterfield. That has been postponed likely because of their game yesterday. So we're going to dig that up for you. They won 2-1 to one over Bromley uh, yesterday as well. As always, we're brought to you by Linda's Library for Socialites and Savages, Julius Prudent Produce, Heathcliff's captivating lodging. It's always tea time at Mad Hatter's. If you need to go on an expedition, check with Jack and Ralph. But if you need to burn something, don't ask Montauk. As always, if you need candles, if you need music, if you need some of that yum yum pie, check out Webster's Wheel. They've got it going for you. Hey, what's your color? What's your mood? What you doing? What are you up to? That's all we got for you today on Jason in the Morning. We'll talk to you tomorrow. We're out of here.